Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Good morning, everyone. This is my third attempt at recording this podcast. I can't even tell you everything that I've been through trying to get this episode out there, but nevertheless, she persisted. On that note, can we just talk about how annoying it is, how you always have to update something on Apple? I mean, really, I feel like it's every seven hours you have to update something new and I'm just a little annoyed by it. But that's not what my episode is about today. Today, we're talking about doing something different. How do you start doing something different? How do you change something about yourself, how you live, how you react? That is what we are going to cover today. And I'm going to give you three little tips, three little takeaways for you to incorporate in your own process of maybe making some changes or shifts in your life. I'm also going to tell you about what I'm personally working on changing as well. And I hope this episode gives you some insight to make your own process for change a little more enjoyable, a little bit easier, and also to just kind of honestly help you not feel so alone and crazy. That's kind of like my main message on this planet is to let you know that you're not actually crazy. You're right on track and there's nothing wrong with you. I think that that's something a lot of us believe that we're the only ones that X, you know, fill in the blank. And it's just not true. So I'm here to shed a little bit of light on that and let you know you're not alone and change is possible. So right now, I'm going to tell you about what I'm working on changing. So I have always been kind of a fly by the seat of your pants, grab life by the balls, spur of the moment person. Uh, the thought of planning everything out to a T makes me want to rip my eyeballs out. I get extremely uncomfortable when I have to do that or follow like a specific formula and, and just do everything exactly right. The rebel in me is repulsed by that. It's like this magnetic force in my body that literally pushes me hard and fast in the opposite direction. But as much as I love my impulsivity and spontaneity, I think that I could probably benefit from being able to plan a little bit more. And the interesting thing about this is actually years and years ago, way back in the day, like early eating disorder days, I was obsessed with planning and structure and rigidity. And it could be why I'm where I am now is that I've kind of rebelled against doing that for years and forcing myself like, no matter what, you're going to work out, no matter what, you're going to do this. And just completely pushing against my body and whatever internal cues I had, if it was on my calendar, I was doing it. And the frustrating part or the confusing part about that is we live in a society that deems a lot of that as like miraculous, like, wow, you're so good at following your routine and you're so, you have so much willpower and like, 
I guess. I don't know. I think we just get so obsessed with all these morning routines and planning of the days down to a T. And I, I don't know. I'm just not that kind of person. And I don't want to be. I Again, I don't want to be. I hope that if you are in the process of wanting to change something, I hope that it is coming from a reason that you want, that you like. So for me, again, I do like my spontaneity. I do love doing things off the cuff, and I think I'm pretty darn good at it. However, as I'm moving forward in my business and life and career, I can see how having a little bit more planning is going to help me. As I get a bit more busy and as I plan more talks and events, it is beneficial to know what I'm doing. And so that's what I'm working on changing. So I was offered an opportunity to speak at an event. It is my first paid speaking event, and I am extremely excited and also terrified. I have to tell you, I think probably every day, at least about 15 times a day, I've thought of what kind of legitimate excuse could I give them to bail? Like, what could I tell them that would let me get out of this, but also not make them hate me? So like, maybe in the future, they'd still let me come back, but at least I could just cancel on it now. Like, I'm having a lot of stress about this. I'm having a lot of anxiety about this. And... With that comes the first tip I want to give you when you are doing something new as well. And that is know that it's probably going to be uncomfortable. So when we decide to do something different, whatever it is, whatever you're doing the most of right now is what you're going to want to do more of. If you are, we'll use exercise, if you are exercising all of the time. You're probably going to want to do more of that. If you're not exercising at all, you're probably going to want to do more of that. If you are consistently buying something on Amazon on a regular basis, you're probably going to want to do more of that. If you never buy anything on Amazon, you're probably going to want to do more of that. You get what I'm saying? We want to do more of what we're already doing, even if It isn't giving us the result that we might want. So say what? Like, why would we do something if we're getting the result that we don't want? There is comfort in familiarity. As a human, we are genetically wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, find the easier way, do what is familiar. So even if you don't like the results and the outcomes that you're generating from these habits or ways of doing things, you will continue doing them because it's easier than doing something new. So tip one, if you're in the process of change, you know, think think about this in your real life right now. What are you wanting to do different? How are you wanting to show up different? What are you wanting a different outcome in? Plan on there being some discomfort. So taking it back to what I'm working on shifting right now is being a little bit more planned out, a little bit more well thought out. So this talk that I'm giving is in late February. 
So from the day that I booked it to the day that I give it is about two months. Many people would hear that and think, oh my gosh, that's great. That is plenty of time. You're going to nail it. You have so much time to practice. Don't even worry about it. Which can I just say that hearing that when you're stressed out is so annoying. (laughs) You're like, listen, I need you to freak out with me right now. Okay. I am not okay. But they, I, I can see why hearing that I have two months would be helpful. However, for me, having two months to sit and plan and think about this talk is horrible. It is horrible. It's felt horrible for me. And I have made attempts. I am working on sitting down and planning and preparing and and writing out a very well thought out talk. And when I sit down to work on this talk and to prepare it, it is uncomfortable. I will sit down at my desk or sit down on the couch. I'll get everything out, my notepad, my pen. I'll be ready. And suddenly, laundry is calling my name. And suddenly, I am so excited about cleaning the bathroom or washing the sheets or cleaning the grout behind the sink. I mean, literally anything besides what I need to do. And that is so normal. When you go through change in your life and you decide you want to do something different, again, fill in the blank. I would encourage you to think about whatever it is in your life that you're wanting to do different. You want to save more money. You want a better relationship. You want to be less reactive. You want to be, you want to work out differently, whatever it is. Know that there will be some discomfort in the beginning. And that doesn't mean it's wrong. That doesn't mean you need to stop. That just means you're doing something new. I think when we start doing something new and it's hard and frustrating, we're like, oh, I just can't do it. I just can't. This is too hard. This is too much. It's too uncomfortable. But of course it is. Because if you think about how long you have been doing whatever it is that you do without thinking about it, how long you've been doing it. And then you think about how long you've been trying to do it differently. You're probably looking at years and decades versus hours or days, right? So for me, I have been a very off the cuff, spur of the moment kind of person for most of my life. And now over the last couple of weeks, I have been intentionally trying to set aside time and plan this talk out. And when I do this and I sit down and every errand that I have in my brain starts to feel like a 911 emergency, I remind myself, oh, this is totally normal. Of course, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't normally do things this way. So that is the second tip for you. The first one, plan on there being some discomfort. The second one is to call it out. 
an example or a thing that I kind of have going through my brain when this happens is, you know, the Miley Cyrus song when she, the coming like a wrecking ball. That's kind of what I have that part of my brain that doesn't want to do what I actually want to do. That's the vision that I have just like swinging in like a bulldozer, ready to destroy any progress that I've made to become a new and a better person. It's the old me that's like not on my watch and just wants to come in and destroy everything. So I call it out. I separate my thoughts from me. Oh, I'm feeling really anxious. My thoughts are racing. My skin is itchy. I'm feeling a little bit panicky. Okay. And then maybe I'll breathe through that a little bit and have to talk myself through it. I mean, I honestly do this pretty much daily of the, okay, Renee, I hear I hear what you want to do. I hear what's going on through your brain. And we're just not going to do that. Like, thank you for being here. Thank you for letting me know what's going on. But right now, I'm going to do this. So what this is not doing is resisting. And this is what I see a lot of you trying to do is just try to fight your way through it. Because that's Honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to go ahead and assume you're a pretty driven woman. You're a pretty go-getter. You really get shit done when you set your mind to it. And with that, you've conditioned yourself to be just a no matter what kind of person, just strong arming your way through it. And that works until it doesn't right? And I think we all kind of reach that point where it just doesn't really work anymore. And even if it does work, it's exhausting. An example I give, maybe you've heard before, but resisting an emotion, resisting a feeling, resisting an urge or anything is like trying to hold a really big beach ball underwater. You can maybe do it, depending on the size, right? Maybe you can hold your breath and go down underwater and you can hold it, hold it, hold it. But eventually, you are going to have to let go. Eventually, you are going to need to come up for breath. And if you do, if you let go, that beach ball is going to shoot up out of the water with intensity, And that is exactly what will happen with your urges, cravings, feelings, emotions. Now, this is something that happens a lot with women and food. I just, I'm trying not to eat it. I'm trying not to eat it. I'm trying not to eat it. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to eat it because I can't handle the craziness that's going on in my brain. Oh, right. And then you just kind of repeat the cycle. And then, you know, you go down the path of, of course, I, I don't have any control around food. This proves it. That's not true. You're just approaching this issue the wrong way. (laughs) I mean, it's not really the wrong way, but it's probably not working. So allowing it, allowing the thoughts of discomfort, the feelings of discomfort to be there, knowing that it's not a sign something has gone wrong, but just a sign of, oh, 
okay, yeah, of course this is here. I'm super used to just going by the seat of my pants. I'm, I'm really used to buying whatever I want whenever I want. I'm really used to binge eating at night. So of course I've trained myself after years of doing this to want to keep doing that. Okay. And having that little amount of compassion and insight, I find to be really helpful. Because again, I think a lot of you get in this situation and you think you're failing at it. You just expect yourself to like set a new goal for yourself to learn some new information and just bam, instantly you're going to nail it. <laughs> like, like, okay, I know now, so I should just be the master at this. Not necessarily, right? Like this is kind of, well, no, this is a skill. When you're going through change, when you're doing something different, when you're learning how to to approach an issue differently, it is a skill. Similar to playing the piano. If you were to decide you wanted to play the piano and you sat down have and, and had never played piano in your life, it's going to be horrible. Like it's going to be terrible. And that doesn't mean that you stop. That doesn't mean anything. It just means it's new. And As time goes on, as you practice it more and more, you get better and better. And then months down the road, what used to sound horrible, you can now set down. You don't even need music and you're just kind of like popping something off because you've practiced it. You've gotten better at it. And this is what I want you to have with yourself, this awareness with yourself when you are also going through change. Now, the last tip that I have for you is something I have also found to be extremely helpful when starting to embrace something new or challenge myself in a new way, and that is to start small and set a limit. So maybe this has been you and your relationship with food in the past, uh, but you know we're in January still, and it's really popular to cut out all the carbs, get rid of all the sugar. I mean, there's this like insane workout that I've seen going around the 75 heart or whatever. It's like daily double exercises. I mean, it is intense and just like insane as far as I'm concerned. Like what on earth? But we want it to be big and flashy and exciting because if it's not, we get in our head, what's the point? Oh, just like a 15 minute walk three times a day, boring. That's dumb. I'm going to do two hour workouts twice a day, five days a week (laughs) because it's more exciting. It's way more Instagram worthy to do that than I went for a 10 minute walk. (laughs) But when you start small and when you have kind of a, a start and an end to what you're doing, 10 minute walk, you can accomplish that. And when you accomplish that, you get like a, a hit of endorphins, a hit of adrenaline. You feel good because you did it. And as time goes on, you can build off of that instead of just starting with this massive extreme goal that's super fun and flashy in the beginning. But come day 30 or day 60, you are literally dying. You're like, I just can't do this. So starting small and putting an end to it. So for me, working through 
creating an outline and creating a talk that I feel really proud of because that's important to me right now. That's who I want to be moving forward. I have sat down times in my schedule of, okay, I'm going to work on this thing for 30 minutes on Monday, 30 minutes. Here we go. And I will have the pull to look at my phone, to get on Instagram, to watch something else, to pay a bill. I will have all of that. And while that's happening, I will know that it's going to be uncomfortable and I will call it out and I'll just redirect my thinking back to the task at hand. And I'll be like, listen, Renee, 30 minutes, you can do this. And then I'll get back to work. And the more that I do that, the less I have to redirect, the more comfortable I get with this new normal. I want to tell you one kind of funny little story too about setting a date and starting small to keep you going, right? To to help you not get overwhelmed so you will at least start. And when I was in early sobriety, so I got sober when I was 22 and I remember distinctly being devastated that I was getting sober at 22 because I was not going to get to have champagne at my wedding. You guys, I was so single. I mean, super single. Okay. Like very, very single. And there I was wondering if I should really get sober and like keep doing this thing because maybe someday, one day, if I get married and I want to have champagne at my wedding, I don't want to not be able to have it. So I might as well not get started now. Oh my gosh. Now at 11 and a half years sober, I don't give a shit about champagne at my wedding. Like I could not care less. Can you imagine if I never would have started getting sober, like maintain my sobriety because of what could maybe possibly happen someday, one day in the future? It would have been, I would, I would probably be dead right now, honestly. So back then what I had to do to kind of calm my brain, calm my nerves was, okay, if you want to drink at your wedding, you can that's fine. But right now, let's just not. Like for today, you know, the classic saying, just for today, we're not going to drink. Bringing it back to the moment. I find that helps me in many situations because a lot of us want to get really future focused and future trip about all of the what ifs and all of the planning. And, you know, if there's one thing I hope that we've all taken from COVID and 2020, it's that literally nothing is certain, right? I mean, nothing. So stay in today and really stay focused on what you're working on. So the three tips to just kind of repeat what I went through today is when you are wanting to do something different, when you're wanting to change something about yourself and how you live or any kind of result that you have, just know that there's probably going to be some discomfort in the beginning. That's okay. That's very normal. Very, You have a very well-functioning brain if that's the case. Two, call it out. When it's coming up, Sing the Miley Cyrus song, came in like a wrecking ball, whatever you need to do to remind yourself like, oh, there it is. Yep, there's my old self just popping in, doing what she does. 
And that doesn't mean you have to stop. That doesn't mean you have to indulge in it. That doesn't mean you have to change anything. It just means you're kind of opening the door and letting her come in and sit on the couch with you while you do your thing. And the last tip that I had for you is to start small. I mean, I know it's not it's not a sexy goal. I know it's not super flashy, but if you can't start small and and consistently do that, how do you expect yourself to maintain this massive change? Sometimes I think massive changes are fun and there's a time and a place for everything, but for now for this, I would encourage you to start small and and set a limit on it. Like, okay, for 20 minutes or for the next 2 weeks or for the next 5 minutes, just something that has a bookend. So it doesn't feel like it has to be forever. You know, if you've ever done a workout or gone on a hike or gone on a drive or gone to a movie, I mean, I get insane about some things. I'm like, I need to know exactly when this is going to end. And that's just my anxiety, right? But you feel like you can kind of uh, manage your energy and balance out what's going on internally when you know there's an end in sight. Your brain likes that kind of closed loop. All right, my friends, I hope this was helpful. And if it was, I would love if you took a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram stories, tag me, I'll repost it, but let me know what you are working on. And I'd also love to know if you bring some of these tips into your own process of change and how it's going for you. Let me know. I am curious. All right, that is all I have for now. Thanks for being here and I will talk to you next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.